0: Everybody, and after a fantastic start to the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup season at Sebring, we come to a very different motor racing circuit. Two more races this weekend, 80 minutes of racing, two 40-minute events on the streets of Long Beach. It's Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America, rounds three and four and we've got it live for you. And three. No blocks, no bricks, it's sound and vision. And it's all live on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. Three, two, one. The Porsche Carrera Cup North America on IMSA Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome along to the streets of Long Beach, California. John Hindorf and Jeremy Shaw with you for rounds three and four of the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America on what has been a very busy day of endurance and GT motor racing. We started on the longest circuit that we cover here on the Radio Show Limited network of channels, the Nürburgring. Nordschleife, and here is one of the shortest, at just under two miles, 1.968 miles to be pre- precise. Uh, 11 corners, a little bit of everything here, some quicker and some slower uh, corners with action areas down at turn one. Expect some overtaking manoeuvres at turn six and turn eight, and also, of course, at the end of Seaside, where at turn nine, uh, the happen turn 11. Well, it's caused some problems in the the past as well so let's see if it plays its part today a cracking field of cars with 20 pros at the front of the field but let's find out where your favorite is here's jeremy shaw with the grid for race one
1: Yeah, that's right, John. We should have had 35 cars, but PJ Hyatt has withdrawn from the race. So on the 17th road, we're going to be Chris Belomo in car number 68 and James McCann in car number 83. Todd Parriott in car number 89 and Michael Merritt in car number 63. will share row 16. The top 30 rounded out by Christian Cole in car number 27, alongside Scott Noble in car number 10. He had a big crash on uh, yesterday morning in the first session. They had to bring out a backup car for Scott. He missed the second qualifying session, so he's behind the eight ball there, still learning the track effectively. Row 14 has John Getz in car number 57 and Jeff Mosing in car number 56. Mark Kwame, fastest of the five AM contenders in car number 43 for MDK Motorsports, was we'll start 26 alongside Moise Retsky, joint championship leader in pro AM in car number 44. Row 12, Carl Washington making his seasonal debut in car number 32 for the local team, GMG Racing. Alongside Efren Castro in colour number 65. Row 11 is a front row in Pro Am. Marco Cerrone from Canada for ACI Motorsports in colour 82. The pole sitter for the 18th time in Pro Am is colour number 99 for Kelly Moss. That's Alan Metney. Now moving on to the pro field. Two cars that were put to the back after technical infractions following qualifying. Jason Hart who had a brilliant run at Sebring uh, to finish on the podium in round two of the championship. In car number 20 he will start 20th alongside Varen Choxie for Wright Sports. in car number 13. Jake Peterson in car number 85 and Stefan Radzinski in car number 93 will share row nine. Ahead of them on the grid Sabra Cook in car number 37 and car number four Elias Della Torre. Row, 12, uh, row seven, excuse me, Dan Clark in car number 64 and Thomas Neveu from Canada in car number 24. Row six, Sean Warwick in car number two and Grant Torkey in car number 81. Travis Wiley, the young, youngest driver in the field will start in the 10th uh, position in car number 77 alongside Thomas Merrill in car number 47. Car number 74, Jimmy Libre from Dominican Republic in car number 74 will start eight, alongside Alex Sedgwick from the UK in car number 98. Row three: Michael McCarthy on the outside of car number seven, and Will Martin, another UK contender, in car number nine on the inside of the third row. Michael McCann, fourth fastest in qualifying, in car number eight, alongside the young Kiwi Ryan Yardley. Did a great job for Top Racing in car number seventy-eight. He will start third on the front row. Though is Tom Sargent from Australia for McElroy Racing in car number seventeen, and on the pole position, the championship leader, unbeaten in the first two races. This is his. Uh, his uh, fourth pole position in the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America over the last two or three years. For Kelly Moss in car number 53 from Texas, the pole sitter is Riley Dickinson.
0: Jeremy Shaw with the grid there and gotta say, Riley Dickinson has started this championship the way he means to go on. Two 40-minute races on the streets of Long Beach. Just under two miles around. They have to break ranks going through the final hairpin. Riley Dickinson just checks up a little bit to allow the number 17 of Tom Sargent for McLaren Racing to come alongside. That's a lovely lineup as they come onto Shoreline Drive.
1: But very slow.
0: Very slow indeed. I think that was Riley just pulling them all back together again. A little bit of a break in the middle of the field might cause a problem Or two as they go down to the first corner. And a great start by the pole sitter. Riley Dickinson has got through into the lead. Has he converted that into a first position? One or two drivers going particularly uh, wide there. And now through the fountain section. Oh, my goodness. Did we have three Porsches wide there for a moment? Yes, we did. Going through the bright yellow number 24, Thomas Nevert for McElray Racing, trying to make up a position, that bright yellow machine, and he has squeezed a couple of people at the front of the field, also going nicely for Kelly Moss' is Michael McCarthy, but not having the best start. Oh, no. The number 57, John Getz, for Wright Motorsports. He's in the foliage at the fountain, Jeremy.
1: Yeah, and it looks like that car was uh, was high-sided as we see battles for position there for fifth position fifth and sixth. Type. so was oh, a mistake there from Tom Sargent. He's going to slide wide that's going to give the opportunity for uh, the uh, for a change of position there. So through into second place as a, a full course caution comes out. I think it was Michael McC- can actually it was up into second position but poor john gets one of the am contenders got clearly caught out at the fountain there and that car is indeed high-sided so it's going to bring uh he's going to need a a a tow car to come out and pull that car he's going to lose a lap that's really disappointing for john Mm -hmm. lovely character really good guy and uh he's uh he'd be so disappointed to have that problem very very early in this race
0: that's a very expensive grass cutter that's just gone in there. And he's he's ruined me dealers. Uh, I'm not sure what to say about that. Um it's not the first time we've had a Porsche in there. It was the Norla Sport car, I think, if I remember rightly, last year that was facing backwards uh, a little bit further round in the uh in the fountain area. But John, one of the leading lights in his particular category, do you know what? I really love our timing and scoring uh, from Al Alcamel. Um, they put the race control messages through, and it doesn't say car 57 off at turn two, it says car 57 in flowers, turn two. That's outstanding work after a very long day for everybody here at Long Beach. <laughs> I like that a lot. Porsche Carrera Cup 2023. The Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup uh, North America for 2023. That's going to take a bit of moving there, Jeremy. That might need a lift, actually, because as you rightly said, the bottom of the car is, uh, is on the substantive part of the, the flower bed. And I can only assume he was helped into that situation. And John can't even get the driver's door open. He's having to come out the of the passenger side.
1: Yeah, that's not a lot of fun either, is it? No. Scramble across there. So, uh, what a shame! Just it's a a, a, a great character. He's a, a global equity investment manager in real life, uh, but he does a lot of work for charities. Different different charities he supports. Uh, and does so with tremendous enthusiasm, as much enthusiasm as, as he does his racing as well. Uh, he's uh, won the AM class on a couple of occasions over the last couple of years. He's had a, 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 a pole position as well. So, uh, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a good old contender for, for uh, 65 years of age. Uh, he's well into the, the AM class. Uh, the three classes of the car, everybody running exactly the same 992 style Porsche GT3 Cup car. But uh, the three classes decided by age. Uh, pros are the youngsters. Uh, the uh, pro AMs are between ages 35 and 56. Anything over 56, you are eligible for the AM class. And uh, John Getz uh, is uh, the, uh, the, the oldest driver in this race at age 65. But he doesn't show it in his driving. As I say, he's a, he's a, he's a, a, a great contender, loves his racing, super-enthusiast, and just a shame to see him out so early, but what a good start that was for Michael McCann there for McCann Racing, car number eight, up into second place with that mistake by Tom Sargent at turn nine. And then right behind them, right in the yard, the young Kiwi lost the position for top racing. But an excellent qualifying performance for him. Incidentally, John, qualifying yesterday uh, was unusual compared to the rest of the season, but uh, unique uh, here at Long Beach, although they might want to use the same procedure for the next rounds of the championships, which is going to be part of the Formula One Grand Prix in Miami. They, they split the field into the pro, all the pro cars, there's so 20 of them, uh, went out for one 15-minute session, and the, the, the remaining cars, the Pro-Ams and the Ams, had their separate qualified session. Great idea, I think, that by the by the officials here. It fits that there's a lot less cars on the track at any one time, so it's easy to get a clear lap. Uh, I think that worked out really well. Plus. With each session being only 13 minutes because there was a sort of five minute switchover and they only have a half hour window. Yeah, that meant that, uh, unlike normally, you can see they have the, the, the teams and drivers have three sets of tyres from the beginning of qualifying to get through qualifying and the two races. Generally, we see uh, drivers running at least two sets of tyres in qualifying because. The fastest time overall for each driver sets the grid for this race. The second fastest time for each driver sets the grid for race two. But with the session being as short as it was, everybody just ran one set. So they each now have one set of fresh tyres for each of the two races. And... If anybody manages to go faster now than they did in qualifying yesterday, they have an opportunity to move themselves up the grid for race two, because it's either the second fastest lap in qualifying or the fastest lap in this race, whichever is the faster for each of the drivers.
0: So behind the deluxe Porsche, I think that's a turbo actually that's uh, pacing the field here look at it uh, as it comes past us on the front straight here. And they are still trying to warm up their tyres.
1: A few move, movers and shakers in, in the different classes uh, on that first lap of racing. Marco Cironi uh, went from second on the grid in Pro-Am to the lead, running in the 19th position overall so he's got the head of Alan Metney and also Paul Sidder. Mark Kawami is right behind Alan, Me- Alan Metney so he made up several positions at the start, went from 26th on the grid to now running in the uh, 22nd position so a really good start uh, for Mark. Uh, he was already a couple of positions ahead of John Getz so I don't think that was a problem for John uh, but uh, a really good start then for particularly for uh, Mark Kawami. He's ahead of Efren Castro who's one of the fastest contenders in Pro-Am.
0: So Jeremy Shaw and John Hindorf in the Global Broadcast Centre. John gets his car being dragged carefully backwards. And uh, thank you to our EMR safety crew. They're trying not to do any more damage to that car. Oh, and we've got another car in strife. It is the number 32 Kyle Washington GMG racing car that's gone straight on and behind the wall at Turn 1. Now, you can get back to the paddock that way. That's one of the Pro-Am runners. Now, has he just driven that car off because he's had a problem or did he go straight on at the start? And I actually don't know. No, I tell you what, John, it wasn't at the start because he was running
1: uh, in the... uh, the Third position, I think, in pro am at the end of the first lap.
0: Now, there there has been there is an a- incident being looked at between John Getz and an unknown car at the moment that's under review at race control. Uh, they'll tell us the other car as soon as they identify it. And
1: well, the cars that started either side of John Getz on the grid still running were uh, car number 56, which is Jeff Mosing. Yeah. And the car that was right behind uh, John on the grid was, uh, was car number 10, uh, which is uh, Scott Noble, who, who is the, uh, the guy who won, he won the opening round of the season in the uh, AM class at Sebring, uh, and had that crash yesterday morning in the first practice session. So he uh, was probably trying to make up some ground.
0: That's a bit of a funny one. The uh, colour coordination between the livery and the flowers uh, of John Getz's car um, is getting quite a bit of uh, consideration from our viewers around the world. Um, not planned, I'm sure. And, uh, whilst it looks fine on the TV, I'm sure John would rather he was still uh, circulating put a bit of a dent in his uh, championship pose as well. Now the number 43's got some damage to the right rear. That's Mark Kwame for MDK Motorsports. He's the leader in the AM class and the right rear of his car is showing some signs of an impact to the point where part of the bumper, or at least the part of the bodywork behind the tree, I realise it's it's not like good old-fashioned chrome bumpers as they used to be. Know what I mean when I say that. Part of that rear valance behind the uh, right rear wheel is hanging off and flapping even at safety car speeds. And by the way, I was right, it is a uh, turbo that is pacing the field at the moment. Tell that by the air intakes ahead of the rear wheels. The 992 Cup car, a relatively new Carrera Cup North of one of five championships who got it in its first year of competition so the teams have worked with it for a couple of seasons now and uh, they share that same bodywork style as the safety car with those air intakes ahead of the rear wheels uh, yeah
1: john and, and yeah and it yeah, because of the time they have with these cars, they're getting faster and faster. That, that pole time by Riley Dickinson, a woman at 19.246. That's an average speed around here, average speed of 89.4 miles an hour. And that was a full three quarters wow. of a second faster than Kai Van Berle's pole position last year. So uh, really good improvements there. Same team, Kelly Moss, uh, that prepared the car last year of Kai Van Berlo this year for Riley Dickinson, who qualified well third and second for the two races last season. But significantly quicker. We saw the same at Sebring for the opening two rounds of the championship as well. The other two classes are also lap records. Uh, it was Justin Oaks that held the record in Pro-Am the 21.6 last year. The pole time this year for Alan Metney was a 21.2. And for Am, Mark Kwame has beaten his own record. It was 23, I mean, 23.2. And he's found a, a goodly chunk of time, 121.8 for Mark Kwame in qualifying
0: yesterday. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, what did you say? 89 miles an hour average around yeah. here. Yeah, that includes nothing. a first gear hairpin at turn yeah. 11. And the fountain section, which is pretty slow as well. Yeah, it's pretty nadgy, isn't it, for these cars. Uh, don't have a huge amount of downforce, although the big rear wing certainly helps. There's a diffuser. Under the back of the car, although being rear-engined, it it can't have the honking big diffusers that some other GT cars have. This 992 body shape, the new, relatively new body shape. And remember, the GT3 version of this car has only just come out this year. This 992 body shape. If you're looking at the street cars, they are all wide body cars. There's uh, there's no narrow body cars anymore. On the street cars, 20 and 21-inch wheels for the first time. Split wheel diameter on the cars. Although the race cars only run 18-inch rim, interestingly enough, with the Michelin racing tyres. Uh, other major changes on the race cars to the road cars. Uh, well, twin wishbone front suspension on the race car and on the road car. The gearbox is a racing. PDK uh, uh, gearbox uh, rather than a more road-orientated one. You can get a 7-speed manual as well in the road cars as well, which is rather lovely, I can say that from uh, experience 7 and 6-speed, actually. Now, what about the engine? Well, the engine is a 4-litre flat-six portion, of course, uh, with just over 500 horsepower, 507 horsepower, and that is, I Identical to the GT3 and the GT3 Touring road cars. It's exactly the same engine with exactly the same output. So if you are fortunate enough to be able to get on the list for a GT3 or a GT3 Touring, uh, then you can honestly say you are driving something akin to a Carrera Cup racing car on the, the road. Probably a little bit more comfortable inside, and they don't have the radios in these cars, well not that you can tune in to XM Sirius with at least right let's try and work out what happened to John Gex then, did he get a little tap from behind as they went through the fountain the first time our replay crew who have been absolutely outstanding at Long Beach today he's trying to go up the inside I think but I I do think he probably got a little bit of a, a nudge there um, um, that is the Jeff Morzine car, the top racing car that was closest but impossible to say if he was involved, it just looked like John was on the, the wrong line a uh, big shout out to our repair crew dear by the way, if you've been watching the IndyCar in particular they have been absolutely outstanding the uh, IMS crew track side and hello also to Keith Alessandro and Roger Barsilli, who have been putting the pictures for us for IMSA and for the IMSA Porsche Carrera Cup, Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup, North America. Uh, hard workers, those on replay, both back tech, uh, Charlotte and here at trackside. Not sure what happened to John gets there, and I, I'm, I'm not sure we've got uh, evidence to convict anybody either. No,
1: no we, well, we really didn't see his car
0: yeah, it, it he was off did, Yeah. It? Well, we couldn't even see that. I don't think. I'm, I'm
1: not sure the camera stayed far enough back to be honest. I think uh, he was
0: very uh, wide. Drivers right. You saw that as he was coming in, sort of side by side with another car, with the white and purple car, which I think was um, um, that would be Mark Webber, wouldn't it?
1: Well, yes. Yeah, so he was several positions ahead of him on the grid. That's why I don't think he was quite so far enough
0: back to see John's car. was well, only a couple of places ahead. Of him. Yeah, so the. Safety car lights Uh are out and Riley Dickinson and Kelly Moss Racing is ready to go. We have burned up about 16 minutes, which means we have 23 minutes still to go. Let's go racing. The green flag is in the air with 23 minutes on the nose. to go and Riley Dickinson has to do it again from the restart. But this time, everyone is behind him. Michael McCann, it was, came up in the second as Jeremy correctly spotted. Then Tom Sargent. Ryan Yardley, Will Martin, Michael McCarthy in the car in similar colours to the leader, down towards turn one. And ooh, quite a big gap further back behind uh, Tom Merrill Sean Varwig was caught rather napping there on the restart in the number two Kelly Moss racing car. So the top 18 all in the pro category, as Jeremy said. Cars are identical, the drivers are created by age. And at the moment, Riley Dickinson has done a cracking job. Hasn't pulled away, but he has at least managed to hold on to his lead. He's pulled out maybe two cars then. So Michael McCann in the red and white car in second place. On to Seaside, and we're up the speed, Jeremy, with 22 minutes to go.
1: Yeah, seven laps in the books then, but all of those uh, under yellow flag conditions except for you know, maybe the majority of the first lap before the caution period came out. But uh, a good start there by Riley Dickinson. He's got three or four car lengths of a lead as they head into the hairpin for the first time properly at full speed. And then that battle for third, fourth and fifth between some Tom Sargent, Ryan Yardley and Will Martin. The JDX Racing as well. So a whole bunch of different teams represented at the front here. Kelly Moss, then McCann Racing, then McElroy Racing, then Top Racing, then JDX Racing. So five different teams in the top five positions. Then there's another Kelly Moss car, then MDK Motorsports in seventh.
0: Through the fountain section, again, no surprise to see Riley Dickinson at the front of the field with the fastest lap of one minute 20.9. He's got clean track and clear track ahead of him out of the windscreen of his 992 Carrera Cup car. As we're under 19, uh, under 21 minutes to go, 19 minutes elapsed of the race. So we're coming down very quickly to half distance here. Now, good news, bad news. Uh, Good news is that nobody who's chasing Riley Dickinson will really have to worry too much about tyre and fuel here. They'll be flat out. Bad news is they've burned up half the race, and he's still pulling away from the field.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean he's super talented. This Dickinson. I mean it's remarkable. He's he's, he's uh, one, one of only two drivers to competed all of the races since the, since the inception of uh, the Porsche Motorsports North America uh, what, at what the beginning of the 21 uh, season. He and Efren Castro are the only guys who've done all of the races. But uh, yeah, he's he was a youngster when he started driving these cars. He started in the GT3 Cup Series before the 992 came came on stream. Uh, and he's just, you know, as he gains in experience, because he was very inexperienced when he started, he's just getting better and better and better. Takes it really seriously. Good student to the sport. Oh, yes. Great young, great young driver, because he's one of the guys very much that so is part of this Porsche Junior. Uh, category that that is also part of this series
0: yeah all of the drivers under 24 isn't it? it automatically entered into the Porsche junior Porsche North America junior program and at the end of the season one lucky driver will be heading off to Europe to compete in the shootout to become a Porsche supported factory driver. This is a global category, let's not forget as the 13 running slowly there is Varen who was uh, in the midfield uh, in 17th position last he went across the line saw so, a couple of incidents at turn 11 at the hairpin on the restart under review, we said that would be an action area but Varun has now lost the lead lap and dropped way back down the field and that 13 car was pulled out of the way there just to finish my thought the, this is a global category so everywhere in the world now um, on Carrera Cup and Super Cup running Michelin tyres and that means we can directly compare people across the different series so let's work out what was going on at the hairpin last time around Travis Wiley in the Apex multicoloured car got a little tap from the 74 of Jimmy Libre, who was also being pushed by the Nola Sport car of Tom Merrill. Not sure how we work out who was at fault there, if anybody was. I just think that was the concertina effect down at turn 11 under heavy braking for that first gear hairpin, Jeremy.
1: Yeah, I think I'll uh, I'll go along with that one as well. It was good tight racing. It's always going to be a little bit for concertina down there at the hairpin. I don't think there was anything too malicious, certainly nothing malicious there. Uh, it wasn't as if he just booted him out of the way and pushed him sideways they both continued, neither of them changed positions no harm, no foul I'd say but this battle for second is really is heating up now, uh, Tom Sargent who uh, incidentally set the second fastest of the second fastest laps yesterday qualifying his was the best, so provisionally he will start on the pole position tomorrow that's column 17, currently running in third place, he wants to get past Michael McCann as soon as he can and try to catch Riley Dickinson
0: Michael McCann in the red and white car heading down towards turn number one at the moment. And it's the blue and green and white car sitting in third position. Riley Dickinson just edging away gently. 120.344, the best lap of the race, and last time around 120.376. And still that damage on the 43 of Mark Varmy's car, the MDK Motorsports machine, the right rear, uh, just, um, well, not as the car came out of Weissach, Porsche Motorsports division out in Germany, right next to Stuttgart, where these cars are it has been a busy few months for the ladies and gentlemen there, shelling out these new cars for Carrera Cup, as well as the new GT3 car, and of course, being involved in the build of the 963 that we saw racing on the streets wow. of Long Beach early on round the outside for the number 17 Tom Sargent through turn 9 into turn 10 you seldom see that done and certainly don't see it done so clearly and decisively if that move to second place Jeremy Shaw
1: very impressive there by the young Australian, uh, Tom Sargent There in kind of a 17 for McElroy Racing, just 21 years of age from New South Wales in Australia. That was he's got plenty of experience in this sort of cars. He's racing uh, in 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 Australia very successfully, as has the team of course. But uh, that was a great move. But it's also enabled Riley Dickinson to extend his lead faster again. Last time around for Riley, one minute 20. New best lap of the race. All of a sudden, his, his lead went from less than two seconds to more than
0: three. It's what happens when there's a battle going on. Uh, McElroy Racing, new to American racing uh, here in the USA. They've made themselves a home up in, uh, in Mooresville, isn't it? Uh, yeah. That They have, uh, have placed their race shop for this endeavour. And second place... Them at the moment, as well as Thomas Dever down in uh, 13th at the moment. Uh, just mentioned the classes. Mark Wachironi is heading pro arm for ACI Motorsports by about a second and a half from Alan Metney, another one of the Kelly Moss racing. That's 82 from 99. And Mark Varmy with the flapping right rear, uh, leading in arm. And he's got Moisey Aretsky between himself and Scott M- Noble, team car two mdk motorsports machines first and second uh, ahead of um, michael merritt for mccann racing third in the number 63 in the am category but the battles continue at the sharper end of the field jeremy with a bit of a bit of a queue now a bit of a line forming behind the number 78 ryan yardley in fourth position He's under pressure from Will Martin from JDX in that typical JDX black and gold car. They're battling for 4th, 5th, and Michael McCarthy's not that far away in the white and green Kelly Moss car with the uh, fuchsia-coloured stripes on that car around the uh, wing mirrors and the front rear valances. So that's 4th, 5th and 6th, just heading on the seaside way now.
1: Indeed it is. And a new faster slap from Riley Dickinson, just incrementally faster than his previous lap. One minute 20.05. The lap record, by the way, set last year by Kai van Burlow in race condition at 119.66. So Riley's not going to push any harder than he needs to, particularly if he doesn't think anybody is... Well, having said that, of course, he would like to get the pole position for tomorrow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, these tyres are pretty that, durable. Uh, he needs, uh, he needs to, to, to do better than... Uh, 1 minute 19.4, which is the best, uh, sort of the second fastest lap for each driver. That was by Tom Sargent yesterday. So, one nineteen four is his target. Started on fresh tyres now. Yesterday, in qualifying, pretty much all of the top contenders set their best laps. They did nine laps during the session, most people, and most of them, almost all of them, set their best lap on lap 8 or lap 9. Uh, for Riley, it was on lap 8, for, for Sargent, it was on lap 9. So, really rather interesting to see how that develops. So, you know, these tyres, it's not just uh, three or four lap wonders. They're pretty durable. Oh, yeah. And of course, as the fuel load burns down, the car becomes lighter. So that f- they find a bit more speed that way as well. 19.98 this time for Riley Dickinson. Really impressive.
0: Interesting warning from race control to the third place driver, Michael McCann, a trackside violation. Now, I, I suspect that he dropped his right-hand Michelin's into the pit lane entrance as he was going up to turn one. I I, I, I don't know that for sure. That's the information that I've got. Is on the screen, it says trackside violation. But there's not many places that you can get track limits violation here without clobbering the wall, to be honest. Uh, fastest lap of Tom Sargent's race 120.0, but he's dropping away from Riley Dickinson. Then it's Michael McCann. Then this really intriguing battle in the black and yellow car of the number 78 of Ryan Yardley of Top Racing. Going through to the fountain right now with Will Yardley of JDX in the uh, black and gold stripe car. Then the white and green of Michael McCarthy. Travis Wiley's right there as well in the Top Racing machine. So 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th. Um, oh, and might as well actually say 8th, ninth, and 10th as well that's Jimmy Lieber and Thomas Merrill and Alex Sedgwick for JDX uh, Racing, Alex Sedgwick's JDX and a really interesting story for the young man from the Midlands of the UK been out of full time motorsport for quite some time been doing the odd one of two things, he's touring the water at the Porsche Together Sports Car Festival at Indianapolis last year in the a sister series to this which is the uh, porsche sprint challenge and decided that he would try and put a full series together which he's done and at the same time looking for other people to follow in his footsteps really interesting chat them on Midwick motorsport on on wednesday and inside the top 10 i think he'd be very happy with that in a very competitive field Alex Cedric and JTX Racing nine seconds away from the lead at the moment. New fastest lap yeah. for the Pro-Am leader, Mark Maturoni. Yeah, is and, that is sig-
1: and that is significant, John, because that is that that is quicker than the the fastest time, even in uh, the, the overall fastest time for Pro-Am in qualifying yesterday. Oh, wow. As it stood, uh, coming into the race, uh, Mark Maturoni's best lap would have put him third on the grid, but that was a uh, a twenty-one point seven. The fastest of uh, the second quickest laps for anybody in prime was Efren Castro. who won 21.4, so uh, 21.1 there for Marco Chironi. So super effort by the, Canadian, the veteran Canadian driver.
0: Oh, we're seeing a lot of drivers now on lap 17. And remember, we have seven laps of of yellow flag down the inside. I'll come back to that in a moment, turn nine. And there's the pass being made by the JDX racer. That's Will Martin going up in the fourth ahead of Ryan. Yardley now can he chase down Michael McCann in third position not too far up the road That uh, red and white number eight car is just going back to the timing screen a lot of green on the timing screen we had seven laps behind the safety car while John his car was removed from the flowers at the fountain thank you Al and race control uh, so there's clearly still performance in those Michelin tires, and as Jeremy Shaw was saying, burning off the racing fuel in these cars. The cars are getting lighter, and it has been an incident further back down the field for the number 27. That is Christian Cole in the McCann racing car, and I think he's had a little whoopsie at Turn 9, and maybe just tried to outbreak himself as he was trying to make a pass on the number 10 of Scott Noble. Bit of a story there, Jeremy, because Scott Noble absolutely had his car destroyed and he's got a big dent in the right front now, courtesy of that number 27 uh, at turn number nine, Christian Cole. Oh, and a huge incident at turn eight. The exit of turn eight, it's one... Oh, that... I think that's Michael McCarthy involved there with the... Kelly Moss car, is it? Let's see for a moment. This is turn yellow. We'll see the 992 turbo back out on the circuit but that's big. On the exit of turn eight, heading on to Seaside. It, the number 20 is certainly involved and that's Jason Hunt. So was it Mike McCarthy that was involved as well in the seven? They were running together. Uh, might have I did the wrong. Car. No, it is. Yeah, it's got the uh, got the purple on the front. Big dive down the inside, and a tip. Oh right, that's really unfortunate. Because, cool. Oh my goodness! Head on, head on incident for Jason Hart, unsighted, coming through turn eight. Uh, And Mike McCarthy, I think, was tipped into a spin by Travis Wiley of Top Racing as they were battling. That will be looked at. It is the 20 and the 7 that's in the wall. So Jason Hart and Michael McCarthy. And I'm pretty certain it was the apex car. It was. Fairness, he tried to back out of it. He was locked up there. There's the barest of touches at turn in the apex of turn eight Jeremy but the cars are really heavily loaded there and it doesn't take much to spin them around Michael McCarthy um, actually didn't even touch the wall at that point through goes Thomas Murrell and Alex Sedgwick and Sean Varwig and Thomas Never and then bang big hit that was bizarre Jason Hart that was, didn't see him that,
1: that was bizarre because I mean Jason was behind a whole bunch of cars. They must have all slowed up a little bit going into that corner, but he wasn't. Uh, That was weird because, uh, I mean, he's hugely experienced as Jason. He did a great job at at Sebring in the opening two races of the championship. He finished uh, in the first race he finished uh, fourth and then third in the second race. So coming here third in points, really good weekend for him. But uh, yeah, that was kind of weird. I mean, he had to start at the back because of that technical infraction had certainly made up quite a few places in this field. To be running in 14th place, having started in 20th, but that was a big impact. And yeah, he wasn't even locked up when he when he got. Uh, yeah, before making that content. that was kind of kind of weird.
0: I tell you what, there's a lot of work to be done by Kelly Moss. Both drivers out of the car being spoken to by the EMR Safety Crew, best in the biz. And thank you to them and to all of our volunteers on uh, track services and the marshals, the flaggers. And indeed, everybody, whether you are parking cars, pointing people in the right direction, making sure everyone has their right grandstand seat. Thank you very much for your time this weekend here at Long Beach. Um, a lot of work for Kelly Moss and you've got to feel for, for, I'm afraid, for Michael McCarthy. He hadn't even, it wasn't his fault. He stopped the car before it hit the wall and then he got absolutely nailed by Jason Hart. The impact is so big that it it uh, flicks on the four-way flashes, which is a 992 trait, uh, if it's had uh, a problem, it stopped quickly uh, or had a spin. And this is going to take uh, enough of a clear up. I'm not sure we'll get back to green no, here, Jeremy.
1: I think you're right. We've only got uh, four and a half minutes remaining in this race. And I, I think it's very unlikely that uh, we'll be able to get those two cars out of it. If it was one, maybe we'd have a chance of it. But two, I think is really unlikely. Uh, and I don't
0: think they'll tour. I think that's the problem. I think they both right to be on the back of a beds. flatbed. I was about yeah. to ask you to tell me the story uh, of the number 10 team and Scott Noble and MDK Motorsports because he had a big incident earlier on this week and it, we weren't entirely sure we would see him racing this weekend.
1: That's exactly right. It was the very first practice session which was cut short a bit because there were some communication problems on the track which meant the session started late and then it was shortened. So I think some of the drivers got a bit antsy. And Scott was trying to let a couple of faster cars go through. I think it was a turn six incident. Uh, and then he kind of got discombobulated, basically. He made contact with another car and that put him in the wall. Uh, and you see a lot of damage. Uh, that car was withdrawn right away. There was no way that car was going to be repairable for the race. So, but the good news is the team had a spare car. The bad news is it wasn't in the paddock. It was in the truck.
0: Furthermore, the
1: truck that is not that, in the
0: paddock. I was going to say that would not normally make a, a, a no. be an issue at a quote-unquote normal racetrack. Oh. This is a no. street circuit where yeah. um, anything but normal. And and where are these guys? Where is these guys quote-unquote paddocked? You well, they're me?
1: paddocked in the convention centre, right. but there isn't room for the transporters, and the transporters mm. are down the down the road uh, a mile or two in a parking lot. Uh, so, they had to decamp everything that they need or they think they need into the paddock. You're not allowed to bring spent cars into the paddock, but there wasn't dispensation to allow them to, to switch cars if, if that eventuality, eventuality was was possible. But the, so the, but the problem was, it was such a packed schedule yesterday, the difficulty was to get, be getting the car into the paddock, yeah. across the racetrack, and into the paddock. They managed to do that. He missed the second qual- uh, practice session, but did get out for qualifying, so did get some laps in. But uh, yeah, it was a, uh, a difficult weekend already for that team. So, but Scott Noble has got himself up into second position yes, now in the AM class. And uh, yeah. uh, that's right behind Mark Kwame. So very, very good effort by, by him and that MTK Malesports team, teammates, of course, Mark Kwame and Scott Noble. Mark Kwame is the team uh, owner there.
0: He's and the they came M into and this the weekend of the
1: the D K. Yeah. So, uh, he's got forty-five points with a first and a second from Sebring, and Scott Noble. He had a problem in the second race at Sebring, but he's second in points currently on thirty-six
0: coming into this weekend. Third position in arm um, Michael Merritt for McCann Racing, and they're running Lienert Stern twenty-third twenty. Uh, 22nd, 23rd and 24th in Pro-Am. Mark Cironi for ACI Motorsports, ahead of two Kelly Moss cars, Alan Metney and Efren Castro. So that's 82, 99 and 65. 82 car is the Mark Motors Racing sponsored machine. Uh, And at the top of the shop, of course, it is Riley Dickinson for Kelly Moss, ahead of McElria and McCann Racing, 53, 17 and 8. The incident at Turn 8 is under review. And Mark Kvarmic. Mark, I, I, I wonder if Mark Kvarmic and John Ketz did get together. Uh, we'll find out, I'm sure, after the race. Uh, with 53 seconds to go, this race is going to end behind the very lovely Guards Red 992 Turbo. He will not get the opportunity to go back to green flag. Uh, For us, that's a bit disappointing. For Riley Dickinson, he doesn't care. He he gets the same amount of points if he finishes under yellow as if he'd driven away from the field. And in fairness, Jeremy, he has done the job again this weekend. Great qualifying. Uh, He will not, however, have the opportunity to better that one 19.988 19.988, and in fact, it's Tom Sargent who's got the best time uh, yeah. in the race of a 1.19.922. Now, are we just waiting for the checkered flag? Oh no, missed it by f- about four seconds there. Okay.
1: pointing that, might as, well check- uh- might as well throw the checker. The point of so running the around. could yeah. have
0: slowed down by uh, three seconds, four seconds. Then well,
1: just sort of the checker flag. In any case, we're going to totally another agree. racing lap in. So, but anyhow,
0: but gives us the, an opportunity to talk about uh, talk Riley a bit Dickinson. more about some
1: of these guys. You're yes, right.
0: absolutely right. He's had a cracking couple of seasons, to be honest. And last year, um, he was right in the mix in a very, very impressive field uh, with uh, among others Kai von Berlo who is a bit of a start. And Parker Thompson as well, challenging for the championship all the way to the end, those two. Well, Riley Dickinson and any other year might well have had a tilt at the championship himself, but he finished the championship very, very strongly. He started this year exactly where he left up last year. And this is going to be a three-foot, uh, three races this season, Three race wins for Riley Dickinson. What a way to kick off the 2023 Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America season.
1: Not too shabby, is it? Uh, really tremendous start. He doesn't get maximum points though. You get two points for the pole position, you get one for fastest race lap. So for the first time this year, he hasn't got a maximum score, but he will have 83 points going into tomorrow's fourth round of the championship. Uh, and with the now trio of second place finishes plus a fastest race lap today. Uh, and the pole position tomorrow. I'm not going to give him that point until tomorrow. Two points he'll have, actually, tomorrow. But right now he's got 61. He'll be second, remain second, of course, in points with three second-place finishes to the three wins of Riley Dickinson. And, uh, and Will Martin uh, had a, sec, uh, a third place in the opening round and now two fourths. So he'll be third in points on 45 uh, ahead of uh, Jason Hart and, and the rest of the field back from there.
0: It'll be another win in pro Arm for Marco Ciorroni. No stranger to the top step of that pro- podium. And ACI Motorsports with Alan Metney and Efren Castro, the Kelly Moss Racing team mates in second and third, Jeremy.
1: Yeah, that's right. And uh, because of that win today, Alan Metley will move to the top of the standings in Pro-Am. Moise Yuretsky, and he shared it after the first ah. round. They both had a first and a third at Sebring. So with Alan Metley's second win, he will have
0: 62 points. Second place for Alan uh, uh, behind Marco.
1: Oh, excuse me. Yes, but you're right. He's still yep. got to the top. 60, yep. yep, 62 points for him. 59 then for Marco and 54 for Moisey Retsky, who finished uh, today in fifth position in Pro-Am.
0: Now, we lots John gets early on, who's a perennial challenger in the Am category. It's another win for Mark Army and uh, MDK will take first and second with... Uh, Scott Noble, what a story that is after the trials and tribulations that we documented earlier on. And Michael Merritt for McCann Racing in third. Was that do the championships unofficially, Jeremy?
1: Well, Mark Kwame's now uh, got, uh, got uh, two, uh, two wins in a second. Uh, so he will have 70 points uh, to the 56 of Scott Noble, who has a, a win in the opening round. Uh, a faster lap and a, an 8th place position in round 2 at Sebring and then the second position today as well in car number uh, 10
0: So the chequered flag has been shown to Riley Dickinson and the top 15 have seen it. They're all the pros. Here comes Marco Cironi and the pro and winner with the bright lime green numbers on that car and he takes it from Alan Metney, Efren Castro deciding that he wants a photograph on his own as he goes across the line. <laughs> then we're waiting for Mark Kawami in the white, bright highlight, yellow, and purple machine as Tony waves the checkered flag. So our three winners have gone across the line. Some incident uh, at turn eight there, and that will be reviewed post race. Uh, it's the uh, Seven of Michael McCarthy and race control identifying the other car involved there. Uh, I think it says the number ten on there, um, which is a bit of a shocker because I don't think we've got a number ten in the field. Yeah, we yeah, have a Scott Noble. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was Scott Noble. I have to say I thought it was another car, but um, that was in the heat of the moment. So we will see what happens there. That may throw a little bit of a change and a spanner in the works then for the AM category if that uh, does put incident responsibility on the Scott Noble. So, well, what uh, incident pack race started with John Getz in the flowers and we lost uh, Kyle Washington down at Turn 1 in the GMG racing car. Jason Hart ran into the... Very unlucky Michael McCarthy in the number seven, who'd been turned around at uh, turn number eight. But ultimately, wins in AM for Mark Cavarmi and pro AM for Marco Cironi for ACI Motorsports. And Kelly Moss takes the top spot with the still, in terms of race finish, perfect 100% record. Three wins this season for the three rounds of the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup. North America. Can Riley Dickinson and Kelly Moss do it again? We'll find out tomorrow. Race two with Jeremy Shaw and me, John Heindorf, and we'll have it live for you here on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. Congratulations to all of our winners. Not a great day for the technicians who have got to repair some cars overnight tonight. Let's hope they're back to race again on the streets of Long Beach tomorrow. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check IMSAradio.com and subscribe to Imza Radio wherever you get your podcasts.